Hey everyone, it's Pierre and Danny Lee. Hey guys. We are loving this wonderful evening right now. The house is nice and quiet and calm. Mm-hmm. Jordan is asleep. Baby girl is asleep too, right? Mm, she's kicking a little bit. Okay, can't tell. You know, it's funny. <laughs> we was just talking about last night how I can't wait for the baby to be here. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I want to skip the whole pregnancy thing. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I just want to skip all of it. It gives and me just... straight anxiety. We haven't done anything for this baby yet. Yeah, but I guess you get to enjoy the baby and mm. carry the baby with you everywhere you go. She's with you. You're holding her right mm-hmm. now. But to me, I, I, I don't get to experience the baby. So I guess that's why for me, like, I, I just can't wait for her to be here. You just want her. Yeah, I just but want her. But for me... I just, I don't want it to go too fast. Okay, well, let's jump right into it. So you guys probably saw the title already. And today we're, we're talking about something that's actually pretty heavy for us. You know, we're discussing depression and um, anxiety and, you know, oppression, maybe even anything along that topic. And it's been very tough for us. I'd say the last two years has been something so new for us that we've never gone through before. And, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, we've moved here to Los Angeles and we love it. It's been two years now and I don't want to live anywhere, anywhere else. Mm -mm, But we never wanted to live here before we got here. That's true. It was never on the map. We never talked about it. And it was crazy. It was crazy. I got a call um, for a job opportunity and I took it and we just moved within like just a few weeks Mm -hmm. and we loved it. Yeah, we, we loved love it. it. And so there's a lot that's happened in the last several months that really shook our household, shook our household. You know, I remember earlier this year, probably February 2019, I remember going to Danny Lee and saying we were driving in a car, I think one time. And I said, um, I don't know. I think I may be depressed or something. I don't mm-hmm. know if if this is what depression feels like. I think that's it, right? Yeah, and it was so weird to hear you say that because you are always like a glass half full guy. And like, that, what do you mean? Like you always they say people say like you're um the glass is half full person because you always look at things through a positive lens. Like the glass isn't half empty, it's half full. Yeah. Uh it's just how you look at things, that's how you are. Um I definitely tend to look at things on the other side. I worry about things more on the other side of it, more on the negative side of what if this doesn't work out? What if that isn't? But you always look at the positive things. So when you're coming to me saying, I think I'm dealing with depression and I think this is what that feels like. um, And you're the positive person in our relationship. Like that was really tough to hear. Yeah. It was really tough to say, too. I'm sure. You know, being the person that I am, being so positive, and especially in our household, I never thought I would go through something like that. Right. Um, and it it shook me, man. It shook me. And so today, that's what we're going to be talking about. We went through a lot. You know, I, I resigned from the position that I had, so I lost my job there. And um, we had to pull Jordan out of school because we couldn't afford the private school that we had him at. Um, Dan and Lee salon that she had within a few months from there was being sold. Like uh, there was a lot of different things that happened. You know, so much going um, on. Our car broke down. And it was down for about four weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much stuff. And our st- one and only car, guys. We told you we are a one car family. So when you're one car goes down it's a big deal yeah and then within a few months after all that you know all the steady income that i had Hmm. all of it went away i mean bro i mean 
Yo, you like, remember that time? Jesus, do you just not want my husband to bring in any money? Like, what's happening? Everything that, like, you got to almost, like, help recover the income. Yeah. It just got closed again. It and was it crazy. was like, what in the world? It was crazy. So we want to talk about that today in, in the chat because there was a breakthrough. There was a shift. So much happened in our household. You know, our marriage was even shaken. You know, I, I struggled even as a father, man. I yeah. struggled as a man. So we're going to talk about that here. So if you guys are ready, let's, let's dig. dig. Thank you for tuning in to the Let's Dig podcast where Pierre and Danny Lee invite you into their personal conversation. Listen to them dig deep to bring you hope, inspiration, and valuable tools to equip your goals. Learn ways to think beyond your current situation and help make steps towards a life you haven't even dreamed of. We all don't have it figured out, but as they dig, you'll dig with them and find some of your own gems along the way. So here are your hosts of Let's Dig, Pierre and Danny Lee. I love, I love, I love this concept, by the way, of the whole let's dig thing. You know, here we are sitting here in our living room and we're kind of just talking about some stuff that we went through. And I love talking like this because I feel like there's other people in the room. Right. And if you're listening to our chats right now, um, I'm, I'm not sure if, you, if you're listening to it on the website or maybe on YouTube or on Apple, Spotify. We, we're everywhere, you know. iHeartRadio. Yep. So it doesn't matter where you are, you have access to this Google podcast, no matter what we have it. And so also I want to just say, subscribe, subscribe to these things. Why do you want to do that? Because you'll have access to it right away. You don't have to worry about logging into some random website every single week, waiting to see what we have uploaded. So go ahead and do that. You'll have it every single week and also talk back to us, talk back to us. And so we want to feel like you're in this room with us. I do. I don't know about you. Yes. And quick shout out to Buzzsprout. Yes, that's right. Buzzsprout. That's actually our host that puts this whole thing together that allows us to post on all the sites. And so if you guys are actually listening to this and you want to start a podcast, we have a link in the show notes. There's a link all the way down at the bottom. Click on that and you actually get $25 Amazon gift card. I just found that out, which I'm trying to get that Dang, thing too. Dang, I didn't know that. Christmas is coming. So <laughs> anyway, if you're trying to start a, a podcast, text us, DM us. There, there's a number there too. You can call us. We want to hear from you and we want to help you guys do that because everyone has a unique story and we should all share it and talk about it. All right. So let's jump right into it. And so we talked about this whole depression thing and we want to let you guys know we're not experts. So if you hear anything that's like, wow, that's really cool. I should do that too. Um, this is not us as experts and professionals, paid license, you know, um, therapists and saying, here's what you should do. We're sharing with you what we did and as a family. And what just worked for us. Absolutely. And so a year ago, a year ago, man, it was wild. It was wild, man. I never thought I'd move out here for a year, the organization that we worked for, and then step off you know, step down from that role. I, I would have never thought, you know, we took that job thinking, you know, we'd be there for five, 10 plus years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of just how we operate. That's how we think, you know, right. I don't like to think short term when it comes to working. I want to do long-term investments. And so I remember when it came to a year, I sat down with my supervisors and, and my bosses, I sat down and I just told them, I said, man, it's been a year. And 
I'm just not feeling connected long term here. And that was really hard because I could have kept that to myself. Right. I could have kept that to myself. I just, you know, a lot of you know, I work with churches. That's what I do full time. You know, I've done it for years, 12 years full time. And I love it. Being able to come in, build teams, consult, coach, manage, direct. I love doing that. So I'm a team builder. I'm a culture builder. And that's what I enjoy doing. Right. And so after being there for a year, um, I sat down with them and I said, man, I don't know. It's after these 12 months, I just, I don't know if there's a long-term connection here. I don't yeah. know what it is. I just not feeling connected. And long story short, I'm not going to sh- share the full story because that's not what today's chat is about. Today's chat is about um, what happened to me mentally after a lot of these changes. Long story short, uh, I was kind of given an ultimatum. It's like, hey, you, you either stay here and long term, you figure that out or, you know, you kind of step down. And obviously for me, I'm not afraid to step down. I'm not afraid to to resign. I didn't feel comfortable staying there being in fear because I didn't want to lose my job. I, right. You know, we we prayed about it, man. We talked about it. And it was like, okay, I have peace. Right. Let's do it. And that's where a lot of things started just go left and right. You know, I started getting different calls from other businesses, other organizations. People heard that, hey, Pierre's like this free agent, right? It's kind of like mm-hmm. that whole thing that happened, especially in the church culture. So I'm getting called left and right. And it felt really good, right? But within the next few months, Things just started to change. You know, finances was just fluctuating up and down. I mean, I lost, we even lost our health insurance and mm. that was crazy. Lord have mercy. Right. <laughs> you remember when we went to go get, so we had health insurance through that job for Pierre and it was a few weeks after he had resigned <laughs> and I was like, oh, can you take me to Walgreens? I need to go pick up my birth control. And I went in there and I went to go get my birth control and then I came back out to the car and I looked at you and I was like, hey, remember when you quit your job a few weeks ago? Yeah, our birth control went from free to $500 for 21 days. And that would have been fine if we were trying to have a baby then. Ugh. But it was actually the worst time to have a baby. The I was worst. jobless. Like I was we jobless. weren't trying to get pregnant and that birth control was just not an option. And you know man it, it it was just crazy because i'm i'm even as we're talking about it i'm going back to that time period and i remember thinking you know i'm am i doing the right thing yeah it was scary as a as a family man as a provider for my household am i doing the right thing we're living in a place that we never even considered living you know we gave up everything to come out here everything right. Mm -hmm. That's how committed we were. And to know that, you know, um, to know that the system didn't work for us, you know, so here we are kind of like out on our own, just just trying to figure this thing out. And man, we pulled Jordan out of school. We couldn't afford it anymore. We just couldn't afford it. So now I'm home all the time with Jordan traveling here and there at the time. um, And we were kind of dependent on your income. Right. Which was still only part time. And you were part time. Yeah. Like, like you were part time and. So many different things happen. I remember getting a couple of gigs and now having to bring Jordan with me. Mm-hmm. And that's where so much started to happen to me mentally. Yeah. I got so frustrated with the kid. I hated having him with me. I and I felt that. so I felt so bad for the kid, man, because he didn't he didn't ask for that. Right. He's asking questions. Why is he not in school anymore? Yeah, we're gonna get you in school pretty soon. I mean, months 
went by. Yeah. We couldn't get him in school. We just didn't Which know what to do. Which he was just preschool age. So it was okay for him to be home. But for us and our lifestyle, what we were used to and how much energy our kid has, it just worked better for him to be in preschool. But well, it was just not in, a luxury that we could afford. He's been in school since he was two, though. Right. So at this time, he's what? He's four. Four. He was used to school full all, time. Right. All he knows and all we know for him is mm-hmm. school. You know, and so it got kind of crazy, man. I, I, I struggled even, even, uh, man, I'm almost, I'm almost kind of contemplating saying this, but even as a minister, you know, mm-hmm. even as someone that works for churches, I dealt with so much anger and resentment mm-hmm. because it's like, man, I gave up, I gave up everything that I have to serve these kinds of people. Mm-hmm. And when I decide to be honest, yeah. it doesn't work for me. It works you got, against me. You got your me. hand forced to yeah. say goodbye. I remember even one day I came home and I literally asked you, I was like, Hey, what'd you do today? And throughout this season, you had just a different demeanor. Like you were just frustrated or upset. With everything. With everything pretty often, honestly. It was really hard. And I remember saying like, what did you do today? I came home from work and you were like, nothing. Absolutely nothing. You said, I did absolutely nothing. And you literally said, I, what were the words you used? I said, I contributed ah, that's nothing it. Mm-hmm. To I contributed society. nothing to society today. And I looked at you and I was like, you're kidding, right? And I was like, just because you didn't sit at your desk and write a song does not mean that you didn't contribute anything to the world. And I told you, I said, you're building a relationship with our son that will go for years to come. I said, when he has a girlfriend and he's nine or 10, guess who he's going to come to? He's going to come to you because of this season, because of the yeah. bond you're building this time. But you couldn't, at that I point, you just it. couldn't see it. I was so into Even I, one I time was... I said something about, I don't remember what you said. You said something that, it was a feeling that I had experienced when I was a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, yeah, stay-at-home moms feel that all the time. And you were so offended. I was. because You, you were pissed at me for yeah. saying that. And you know what? I can't really recall that specific moment. I do remember that time, but I can't remember what I was feeling there. I don't remember I'm what so you're feeling either. It was something like... Oh, it might have even been like that you just always had someone around. Like if you were always with Jordan or then you were always with me and Jordan. You were just always with some. You never had your time by yourself. It might have even been something like I that. I think it was. No, I think it was more of, you know, I think there's a difference from a stay-at-home mom versus a working dad that lost his job. Well, that was your defense. Yeah, that's yeah, why you got defensive of it. For right. you, you you gave birth. You took maternity leave. You took time off intentionally to right. stay home. For me, my job was to always provide and always work. And here I am, resigning, step down from my job. Right. And I'm and we but had you were pulled still, him out of school. Right. And it's like, but you were still going on gigs with him. I get where you were coming from. I was just trying to validate that, like, yeah, that's a that's a thing for full-time work or stay at home, whatever you do with your kids, like whether you work or you stay at home with them. Like I was trying to validate of like, 
yeah, that's a part of this thing. Like right. I was just trying to validate, like, yeah, we all feel that way. Yeah, well, I, and I it just, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I didn't, didn't work out for you. I just didn't get it. It didn't make sense for me. That I was just too much in my pity. I was just frustrated. That, and you know what? Just, uh, just doing ministry so early in life, I was kind of thrown into so much. I became a foot soldier. You know, I I became a foot soldier for my employers, for my bosses. It I and I thrived. I became really good. I could take a job at an organization and make it to the top really quick. You know, mm-hmm. I remember working for one organization which within six months I got promoted, I got raises. That right. was just always a thing because I I I was able to get work done. Right. And after this season where I was kind of like this free agent, I had all this free time to think and I got stuck in my head so much and it was good and bad and there's a lot of bad in this moment I mean there were times where yo I'm gonna be serious with you guys there were times where I questioned even my marriage with Dan and Lee yeah like why did I even marry her you know was she even the one I I was supposed to be with Mm -hmm. did I even have my eyes on her you know she's a Christian girl she's a Bible college girl like (laughs) I questioned everything even me as a dad like I felt like I was doing nothing and the biggest thing was all because I didn't have a conventional job right I didn't have a conventional job as what I was used to Mm -hmm. so I started questioning everything I was always upset with having Jordan around yeah I I was always annoyed by it all because which was really hard to see yeah like I get like I think Almost every parent, if they're honest, feels that way sometimes about their kid. Like, oh, you're so annoying. Get away from me. But because of where we were in that season, I was working as much as I could. And you were with him all the time. And it was sad It was sad to be the other parent and like yeah. see that frustration from well, you guys. What was even crazy is I, I remember like I stopped setting alarms, wasn't really waking up. There were some days where I didn't want to wake up. Right. I didn't want to wake up and it wasn't it wasn't specifically I was suicidal or anything. It was just like I just didn't care. Right. I didn't want I didn't want to see the next day. Right. You know, I didn't want it to come. You know what I mean? And um it was man it was hard. Yeah, it, it was, was a really it, hard season. It, it it was tough, man. I I remember some of those days where I, I just like, man, I'm gonna get a side job. I remember getting a job where I was working for Postmates. Yep. Postmates. I'm on like, your man, bike. I just on my bike. I just need to do something, man. And I remember one day I I was riding that bike and I just broke down, man. I was just in tears out in these streets. Hmm. In tears. Just like, God, what's happening? Right. What's going on with me? Am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Like, what's happening? You know, and um, I remember the the month where things started to change. It was yeah. in June, June um, twenty nineteen. And this all had started what, like October or November the year before. I mean, I I started seeing signs of my depression or whatever it was. Right. Um, I'd say. Several months after that, so like February, March, okay. it was just a few months of just realizing, I'm man, like deeper I'm, than I'm normal. Just, like I'm, I'm just sad. Right. I'm just, I'm in a sunken place. Yeah. Oh, geez, you get in a sunken place, man. Sunken place where I just 
don't understand every and I'm I, questioning. And there's everything. nothing I can do to pull you out. Like like even when I did try to encourage you or say like, yeah, babe, that's okay, or it's fine, or I get it, or I know you're frustrated. Like there was just nothing I could yeah. say f- to you or for you to help you get out of that. Man, why do you think, like, why do you think that was? Like, how did I get, I don't know, like what, what got me there? I think it was all I mean, the free time. I think it was, I was so used to working 50, 60 hours. I could work 50, 60 hours a week. And not think easy. nothing of it. I think too, it is, a, it is a big thing for people that they find their value in their jobs. Yeah. And you are really great at your job. And then when you didn't have one, you lost, a, you felt like you lost a lot of that value. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was, it became who I was, even though it was something that I did. Hmm. It was what I was, but it wasn't who I was. Right. And I, yeah, I found my identity, my value in my title, my job position. Mm-hmm. I was used to being at the top of the food chain, right. you know, at any organization I was working at on the platform. I was one of the top guys on the platform. I went from that to being a nobody to just getting called left and right from little right. tiny gigs here and there where, you know, like to no play one ox had, keys. Yeah. Just to play an instrument that you didn't even know was even in the sound system or not. Right. You know, and. I, I dealt with all of that and man, June, June was when I think I felt the shift and it was a very interesting shift. I remember one morning waking up and I felt heavy, heavy, not like physically heavy. Um, well, I was a little physically heavy because I put on some <laughs> weight too in, in that time. You couldn't tell because uh, no. I'm, always, I'm always sexy in your eyes. That is true. Also, you have this luxury called broad shoulders where you just carry extra weight really easily. It's not fair. Like women have it so hard. Okay. Thank you for that. Whatever this is, what's going What Like what's happening here right now? <laughs> I'm just saying it's just it's not so fair random. literally though like everyone can know guys can gain 10 pounds and nobody knows a darn difference no girls gain the 10 pounds and they're like oh honey your clothes no, no, ain't no, fitting no, you right no, no 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 that's not what it is <laughs> a guy can gain 10 pounds and nobody cares also true a girl can gain 10 pounds and everybody cares. Everyone's acting. Everyone's that's you very know, true. This it's double standards. Ugh, it's I know the worst. that. I know that. Hey man. Hey, we all got it. Hey man. You know, I didn't ask to. <laughs> this American now. So if you want to switch, you could switch. What? Where are you going? Go back to June. <laughs> okay. Out of here. <laughs> so it was June, and I woke up one morning feeling heavy, like mentally, and like even spiritually heavy. Heavy. I. I just. Just like, man, I needed to talk to God. I just, and I, you were gone already and Jordan was still asleep. And I just, I don't do this all the time, but I just, or I I got on my knees on my bedside and I just started talking to God like, God, what are you doing? This has to be you doing all of this. Right. What's happening? The decisions that I'm making, the decision that I made Am I doing the right thing? Right. Am I doing the right thing? Which is crazy that you still questioned it because as it happened, as it unfolded, I know we were fasting as that happened. We were... Fasting, by the way, for those that um, that don't have the same faith walk as we do. It's just something that we do spiritually. We decide to say, you know, we see in the Bible, 
Jesus did this thing where he would fast, you know, to get closer to God. He would say, you know what, I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to drink for a certain amount of days um, to basically deny my flesh of the things that it craves throughout the day so that I can focus and focus on reading the Bible, focus on praying, talking to God. And that really helps us detox and declutter our minds so that we could focus on what really matters. And honestly, it's changed our life. Yeah. It has and changed so, our life. So that's what we mean by fasting. While we were in those moments, those meetings were happening, things were shifting and we were like, what is happening right now? Like that was something that we jumped on really quickly of like, okay, we just need to be able to hear God clearly and know that whatever happens through these next couple of days, like God, you're in control and that this is what's supposed to happen. So it's crazy that months later, you're still questioning it, even though as it happened, we had peace of like, okay, God, you must be doing something with this. And it didn't take the pain away. It did not make it hurt less. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I don't think God gets offended when we question him. I don't think so. Someone might disagree with me and that's no, okay. I don't think so either. Um that's okay, but for me it's I trust him so much and I want to trust him so much and I think it shows to him that we're watching and that we're listening and that we're paying attention for us to ask a question. Maybe. You know, I think, you, you know, but that sometimes when that boy Jordan be asking too many questions, you're, you can't take it. You're like, Jordan, no more questions. Like if you think about the five-year-old kid in the back seat who has questions for days about where are we going? What time are we going? What are we doing? Is it going to rain? Can we go to the soccer field? Can we go play soccer? Can we like, there are times as a parent where you're like, dude, if you don't just stop asking questions and let me do what I'm doing for you, I'm going to cancel all of it. Well, if you're, if you're trying to compare us to God in equivalent to like a parent and their kid, then I think you just helped me out with my point. When Jordan's asking all those questions, I think it's because he's watching and he cares and he's paying attention. Really? He, he wants to know how long till we get there? How long? Maybe. Versus no question. It's like a job interview. You know, I've interviewed people in the past and I remember thinking at the end, hey, you have any questions? Like, uh, no, don't have no questions. It makes me wonder, like, right. you How have no you questions? Do you yeah. care? Do you, you that's know, true. You're right. so that's kind of like my Fair perspective. Enough. Like, I don't think God gets offended or upset when we ask questions like, God, what are you doing? Because I'm, because I'm watching, I'm paying right. attention. I want to know, right. you know, versus like, I don't care what God does. You know, <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. He God, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know why I have to use a ghetto voice. That doesn't make sense. I don't know. But, you know, I remember questioning him that morning. It was early morning. Right there on my bedside, I said, God, what are you doing? This has to be you. Our life is just shaken right now, and it doesn't make sense, and it has to be you. It has to be you. Am I doing the right thing? Did I make the right decision? And boy, when I tell you guys, hey, I'm going to say this right now. For those of you that don't believe in God, he exists, and he talks. Yeah. He talks, and he speaks to us. And it's not always through a loud voice. Most of the time, it's never through a voice. But he speaks through things, through people, through mm-hmm. circumstances, through right. situations. He'll speak. You know, that's how he speaks. You know, he speaks through rain. He speaks through fire, through, right. you know, through friends, through our kids. You know, like Jordan, he'll say some stuff. I'm like, man, that 
boy, God must have used you because I was about to, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was about to cuss this person out on the street. <laughs> and then he said, Daddy, are we supposed to use kindness? I'm like, damn it, man. What's wrong with this boy? <laughs> Gosh, yes, you, you're right. You're right. So, man, when I tell you, God showed up in that room and he spoke. And I felt him say, yes, you're doing the right thing. Right. And you know what to do. You know what to do. And I felt him say, stay focused, stand strong. And I made you for this. Hmm. I made you for this. And it changed everything. And then I just lost it, man. I was so emotional. I remember laying there and and I felt God say, I've been holding your hand this whole time. Right. I've been holding your hand this whole time and I've never let you go. Yeah. I even wrote a song that month about it. I wrote a mm-hmm. song that month. Um, the song actually, I just released it the month after that. So the song is called No You Won't. I'm just going to go ahead and put a little plug right there because <laughs> that song, guys, it pulled me through. Yeah. That song pulled me through. I remember I was in tears, man. I was in tears. Just like, God, what's going on? Yeah. And I heard him say, I've been holding on to you the whole time and I won't let go. So good. We even had one of our listeners uh, write us the other day and sent us um, their playlist. They're going through a really tough uh, season right now of transition. And uh, they sent it and they were like, oh my gosh, you know, tell Pierre, thank you so much for writing this song. It's on my playlist right now, and it is helping me fight through this season. So it's amazing when something that amazing comes out of such a hard season, because you would have never wrote that song if you wouldn't have gone through the season of, God, where are you? Did you leave us? Did we do something wrong? But because we questioned those things, then it turned into we got the answer of, no, he never left us. He never let go of us. And because of that, you wrote a song. And not only did it pull us through that, but it it's pulling other people through it as well. And that was it. That was what got me out of my depression. It was when I realized God never left us. I didn't see him. I couldn't feel him. And he revealed to me that he was there the whole time. Yeah. There the whole time holding on and that he wouldn't let go. And I love that thought because I would let go. I'm not going to lie to you. There's sometimes I let go of God. Especially in moments of weakness. Yeah. I'm just like, you know what? God, forget you. Like, I can't hold on anymore, bro. Yeah. And and he he said to me, I won't let go. Yeah. And that pulled me through. And. Man, why are we talking about this right now? Why are we talking about depression? Because we all go through it, man. We There's all go through it. Suicidal thoughts is a real thing. It's a real thing. And just being in this type of position can ruin so many different things. Our marriage shook so hard because yeah. of it. It really you know, did. I struggled as a man because I felt like, yeah, I wasn't contributing anything to society because of that season. But it's crazy. What I went through. Literally got me to where I am right now because right. of that season, right when I figured out that God was with me the whole time, I was able to clear my mind. And bro, that's when I got my vision. 
Right. That's when I got the vision. I started seeing all these different things. Oh my gosh, you know, I see this for us. I see this for me. I see this for me. Doors started opening. Right. Calls started coming in and I started forgiving people yeah. and everything changed. All the crap that I was holding on to, like yeah. grudges and resentment, I reconciled with my older brother yeah. that summer. That was a big deal. That was a big deal because him and I haven't um, seen eye to eye and we haven't spoken in years. Right. We reconciled that summer. That changed some, changed my heart. Man, and that's when I felt like everything changed. Yeah. And where we're living right now and um, where we are right now mentally, we've never been here before. And yeah. it's amazing. Yeah.